We constructed a research group that now involves 25 uh, intensive care units in France. In this week's Epilepsy Sparks Insights podcast, critical care slash ICU physician Stéphane Legrille tells us about the ICTOL group, an organisation formed of neurologists around France who share their knowledge to improve the care of people experiencing status epilepticus, which is an ongoing, very dangerous epileptic seizure. Hello, Tori. I'm very happy to be here with you. Uh, so I am a critical care intensivist. Uh, I live in France, near Paris, at Versailles Hospital. It's a public uh, hospital and uh, we, we have a particular uh, interest in patients with uh, uh, epilepsy and uh, a particular uh, form that is uh, status epilepticus. So what do you actually do for people with status epilepticus? We manage them to help them to help them be uh, in a good health. So when they demonstrate a particular form, so status epilepticus, we manage them in the intensive care unit. But I have also colleagues that manage them in the emergency department or in the neurology world. So all the medical and nurse community take care of the patient who demonstrate this, uh, this type of, uh, of uh, complications. But uh, this is one part of my job. I have an, also another part that is uh, to perform research and teaching in the neurocritical care field. And particularly, so now I think you, you know it in uh, about status epilepticus. So uh, with colleagues, we, we have uh, we have built something that is called the ICTAL Group. It's a non-profit organization of uh, healthcare uh, uh, workers, uh, medical and nurses. And uh, the goal of our, of our organization is uh, to to perform research on teaching uh, in this uh, note in the neurocritical care field. And um, just for people who aren't familiar, ICTAL is like the uh, sort of clinical medical term obviously for seizure and um, can you tell us about ICTOL group and you know how many people are involved how did it start what are the plans oh it's a it's a long story <laughs> it started in 2013 uh, with two very nice colleagues we we created this group and uh, for maybe five years it remained a little quiet we we had local activity not very developed and uh, in the second time, we, we thought to, it was important to, to, to use this, uh, this group to, to develop our activities. So we constructed uh, a, a research group uh, that now involves 25 uh, intensive care units in France. So we have colleagues, uh, physicians, nurses who work with us uh, about, uh, uh, about this, uh, this uh, strategy of uh, research. And uh, we, we also um, perform uh, teaching uh, about EEG for the intensivists. When you say about EEG, are we talking about regular stereotypical EEG? Are we talking about intracranial EEG? Which types or both? The EEG we perform is continuous EEG. So it's uh, something very important to manage the patient in the ICU because we have to 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 record to 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 identify uh, if there is an ongoing uh, seizure activity when uh, we manage them. But uh, it's very important because it's not very familiar to the intensivists to use these devices. We we use to monitor cardiac activity. Uh, uh, oxygen uh, delivery, uh, uh, blood pressure, but monitoring EEG is not very common. 
So in our group, we try to teach to the physician and to the nurses the use of EEG as a tool to monitor the patient as we monitor cardiac activity. It's very important for managing patients with status epilepticus or some other condition with neurological failure. Actually, you're just making me think of a friend of mine who went into status epilepticus a good few years ago and she was in A&E and I was there with her. She was unconscious, um, but they were not monitoring her um, uh, neurological activity at all. They were just looking at her, you know, circadian rhythm, uh, you know, or, or like monitoring her heart. And, and that was it. And I think, gosh, she could have definitely benefited, um, I imagine. I mean, actually tell us, why does EEG acti uh, monitoring EEG activity, how does that help you in stopping a seizure? How, do, how does that help you know what to do? Because, and how would that have benefited my friend, for instance? Um, so just about your story, it's very important. Not all hospitals uh, can uh, use, enfin, mm. they can use, but they don't have the devices. So it's very important. And the, the, the healthcare worker have to, to learn how to use it. But it's important because you can identify if there is an ongoing seizure, you can give the treatment, you can, you can give uh, other treatment when it's it's not very controlled. Uh, you can manage uh, why the patient uh, does, does not recover. Maybe you, you have to perform other exams to understand why, if the EEG is okay, why the patient does not recover. Maybe there is uh, an overdose of the anti-seizure anti medication. Uh, there is a lot of things that can be uh, used when you when you have this, in, this supplemental information, it's very mandatory. What type of training are you going to, or do you, sorry, provide in the ICTOL group? We performed a, 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 a teaching program for EEG for the bedside physicians and nurses. So uh, we give a, 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 a course of uh, basical uh, uh, patterns of electroencephalography for in the ICU. So we teach how to read an EEG for our colleagues. That was were our main activity. What are the plans for ICTOL group? Oh, what are you seeking to do? So teaching is one of our activity, but we have a, a strong activity of research. Uh, this is probably our main activity. ICTOL group is a critical care research network. Uh, so there is 25 ICUs in France. We have a, a, a registry about uh, status epilepticus that is convulsive or non-convulsive, but also psychogenic non-epileptic seizures. So we collect data about what happened to the patients, their history, uh, management of status epilepticus, complications, how we manage them and how they are after status epilepticus and after hospital discharge. So. The registry is, uh, is a modular, uh, as a modular structure. There is a core of data uh, that uh, allow us to, to record data about status that are mandatory. And we can perform a lot of satellite studies according to the point of interest we can identify. And this is very important to, to develop, to identify post point of uh, interest to, to, to develop uh, strategies for improvement for the patients. It's uh, a lot of ep epidemiological uh, studies we do. The collection of all this data which you share, you learn from all of that and how to improve treatment for people experiencing status epilepticus in the future. Exactly. Okay.
We work about uh, prognosis of the patients, uh, so uh, what are the determinants of outcome. Uh, we work uh, about complications in the ICU. Some patients demonstrate cardiac complications that can be related to status, to other things, but also to status. They can develop hepatic complications. Uh, there is a lot of, a lot of things to do, to, to study, to identify what we could do better to give a better management for the patients. This is really cool. Uh, do you know what? I wonder sometimes, I, I don't, I know, I only know personally, which I've mentioned in other episodes, that I've experienced focal status epilepticus before. But I, I wonder if lots of patients may have experienced status epilepticus and they just don't know they have because they come out of it naturally, luckily, but they don't know that it's happened. You know, so because it, people only know if there's somebody observing the status epilepticus. Oh, it's difficult to respond to this question because. Uh, theoretically, status epilepticus is a seizure that will not stop spontaneously. At all. But sometimes, a simple seizure that is not status epilepticus can be longer than usually and can can reach the time of definition of status epilepticus and it can stop spontaneously. It's because status epilepticus is an epidemiological definition to take care of most of the patient, but there is exceptions. So to respond to a question, Tori, I will say that if the patient has status that stops spontaneously, it's not really status. It was a seizure. Even if it continued for 15 minutes, you would not classify that as... Everything is possible. So it can be a seizure that is very long and Sometimes it can stop spontaneously, but I don't think we could consider it as status epilepticus at the, in oh, this case. Okay, cool. But I didn't know that. I, I, I know somebody who um, unfortunately does experience status epilepticus a lot, and there's a treatment he has at home which is provided to him. Yes. But I suppose all your patients tend to be admitted to hospital, first of all, do they? Or do you sometimes have patients, actually? I mean... Do, as part of Victor Group, would you be studying or collecting information about patients only who have been admitted to hospital or also people who experience status epilepticus outside of hospital? You're right, Tori. Uh, we only uh, study patients who need critical care management. It's, and it's, uh, it's a potential bias in our data collection because uh, only 30% of patients with status epilepticus come to the ICU. But it's, there is other teams that work to larger population of patients. We are intensivists and we are focused on patients with uh, a need for critical care management. But uh, we also have in, an interest for post-intensive care management of these patients. Wh about uh, the long-term outcome, what, they, 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 what occurs to them after ICU discharge. Of course, that's really important to take into account because then you can sort of, I suppose, more effectively assess the effectiveness of the treatment they've received at the hospital. Yes, the, the effectiveness of the treatment for stopping status is important in the ICU, but after this, the patient has to, to become ambulatory to recover his previous life, yes. to, to be independent, to do not have complications, impairments, disabilities. So it's very important. And 
disabilities after status epilepticus not only depends on status, it can also be related to the ICU management, the treatment we use, about the, the disease that is responsible for status epilepticus. In some patients with epilepsy, status epilepticus is a complication, but in other patients, status is only a symptom, just like in patients with stroke or brain injury, or sometimes even uh, uh, toxic uh, poisoning. So there is a lot of conditions that can lead to status epilepticus, and the outcome of the patient depends on all of these uh, elements. So all of this stuff is recorded in, in all the different um, places that you've got in France at the moment. But you, I believe that you want to expand this around Europe and the rest of the world through ICTOL Group. Our first thought was to, to, to stabilise our own data collection, to have a good group for, for working together. But it would be interesting to compare uh, management ac across uh, different countries. Yeah. If, uh, across different uh, healthcare systems. So it will be important in the future to, to make connection with colleagues and to work together about status epilepticus in different types of organization. So if people would like to learn more or get in touch with you about ICTOL Group, I mean, what should they do? I mean, I will put the links on the website, of course, but... Okay, can... yes, we, we, have, we have a website. We try to communicate about our organization in social media. And uh, we have a website that is uh, easily to, to, to find. It's HTTPS, uh, ictalgroup.org. And uh, we have a contact form, so we can be contacted uh, by that way, uh, by this way. And uh, everybody that is interesting by working with us, uh, we are open to collaboration, to discussion, to, 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 to better identify how we could work better to understand more this disease and to give better care, better care for the patients. Thank you to Stefan for founding and sharing with us the core ICTOL group and his plans to expand internationally. For any clinicians and researchers, you can contact Stefan via email or via social media. The links are on the website. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts about today's show. Please subscribe to Epilepsy Sparks Insights on your podcast app so that you will never miss the weekly episode. I'm Tori Robinson. Thanks for listening. <laughs>